In order for electricity to flow properly, it first must be connected to a powerful source. Ladies and gentlemen, we introduce to you The Plug, People Living Under Grace, a podcast that's designed to connect all of us to the God of our salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. Dive in with us weekly as we talk about hot topics such as families, relationships, politics, you name it, we talk about it. So grab your popcorn, grab your favorite friend or your loved one, because the plug is on, and get ready to get plugged in. In the bin up in there. Oh, Home Goods got some you stuff. Went, you went where? Home Goods. Isn't it nice? It, oh, my God. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love Can it. Can I ask you a question? What? Can I ask you a question, Dominique? Was that in the budget? Yes. Did Mr. Well, budget say yes, that's okay? Um, yes. He bought it. He bought it. <laughs> and according to his riches and glory, not mine. It's according to mine, we ain't eating. <laughs> no, 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 sis. No, 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 no. Right. And look at her, no. y'all. No. Ain't she pretty? Did the deke? Who is that? Um, Ooh, who is that? Uh, Esmeralda? No, she looked like Angela Bassett a little bit. <laughs> I said, did you talk to the deacon about this uh, uh, exorbitant purchase? Yes. What? So that, and that mirror was on sale for $64. That's a good deal. $64 for mirror, sis? What original? Yeah, what was the original? He had a red tag on it that said Oh, so Friday, Friday. Yeah. So that means it was sixty-seven dollars. Look, I saw another one that was hundred dollars. Right. I originally saw another one that was hundred dollars. I came home, checked in with my husband. So we were going to go get the hundred-dollar mirror, and then I looked, and I was like, "This one is cute too." And I saw that red tag. Cheaper hundred. You're listening to the plug. People living under the grace. I'm Joseph A. I'm Dominique Sawadis. I'm Charday B. And I hope that I can explain it in the right way. I heard a long time ago that there's one thing, like God is all powerful, right? There's nothing that's too hard for him. He is God, right? Aside from there is no other. He is God. Heaven and earth shall pass away. He shall still remain the same. He is God. Um, One of the things that I've heard a long time ago is that there's one thing that's more powerful than God. And when the person said it, I was like, that's blasphemy. Like, how are you gonna say that God is omnip- like He's all powerful, but yet there's one thing that you know that keeps Him, you know, in a in a box, so to speak, or that's powerful to Him. And um, they said the human will. God gives us choices. He doesn't force us. It is, and that's that's now I will say slippery slope in that because I don't believe that I believe that God definitely forces us, but I feel like when we're saved for real, even in a sense, like when we're saved, you shake your head, but let's well, let me let me finish. When we're saved for real, I feel like I I don't feel like so maybe it's not forcing because I feel like if he nudged, maybe it's not forcing. Maybe he nudged. It wouldn't be genuine. It wouldn't be genuine love if he forced us. To love him, he didn't want that. He wanted. No, no, no. To I don't say that he. Sh- I don't say that he's forcing us to love. Like there's some things where I feel like, okay, I definitely don't want to do it. 
right? Like absolutely hands on God. No, I don't want to do this. But I know that he's pushing me to do it. And I know it's not he won't force because I have a choice to not do it. But the the pushing or the um the I think you're being the, led. The Holy Spirit the, leading the, the, the nudging pushed. We're never pushed, but we are led. It's annoying. It's the annoyance <laughs> of the nudge that so it's not forcing. So I guess the definition no. of my no. definition of for it is not forcing. But no. even in that, right? So the human will being stronger than God meaning that he's not going to force you to do something that you're obviously blatantly not going to want to do. No, it's not. You because can't. look at Mary. Mary could have easily been like, no, nah, I don't want to carry Jesus. <laughs> and the guy would have went to the next one. Okay. But I don't think, she could, I don't think God gave her a choice. I don't think God he gave her a choice. choice. She, she said. did not have, I don't think she did. Where in the scripture does it say, oh, is this okay with you? Yes or no? Mary, I think in some she said, be it unto me. If she said, nah, I ain't with it, the angel would have went to somebody else. Not my God will, but she, your will be done. That's what she said? Is that what Mary said? No, I'm just fine, saying. And, no, no, but fine, I'm saying no. in general, Mary could have been like, no. I don't, but where in the scripture does it say when the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary and said, you're going to have a son by the Holy Spirit. She you said, be it unto him. me, right? What did she, did, did she, she say, say that? Where is it from? Let's look it up. Where's Brian? Let's look yeah, it up. I'm going to look it up because she did Where's not have to not agree with that. She did not. There's um, been a number of times that the Holy Spirit is, is like, you need to go do blah, blah, blah. And I'm wrestling in my mind like, no, I got things to do. I don't have time to do that. And I could easily be like, no, I'm just going to do what I need to do. But I always see the benefit of obedience by going with what God, the Holy Spirit told me to go do. Not only that, it's built in consequences in our decision. So he doesn't literally say, oh, you don't want to do that? Okay, I'm about to do this to you. No, it's built in. And that's what I tell my kids. Okay, you choose to do that. You better be ready for the consequences that come with that. So we have free will to choose whatever. And God still ain't mad. He's just like, hey, I'm here whenever you're ready. But they did. Anything he asked anybody to do, they had to agree with that and say, yeah, I'll do it. He, he tested Adam and Eve with the tree. He could have easily not made the tree. And everybody would have been good. Like, why even put the tree there? To they give us the, to give them the choice. You going to do what I say do or are you going to do what you want to do? And you see how he didn't intervene. No. He didn't intervene at all. Even down with um, was Abraham who had to sacrifice his son, he was testing him, and he had a choice, and he did it. He even though in his heart he right. like, oh, God, <laughs> Lord, really, even it's Jesus, Jesus had right. a choice to say no. I don't want to do. He even said, Lord, <laughs> Lord. If it be that well, we move this cup from my. Yeah, I'm not saying Jesus, that we don't have a choice. Like, I'm when I think of choice, I think of consulting. Like, what y'all want to do? Y'all want to do Monday or want to do Tuesdays? <laughs> when I hear God giving specific instruction, because in, if we think about it, and I'm looking at it right now. Right, but we still have a choice whether God gives us instruction We do still or not. have a choice. We can move in at or be like, nah, I'm good. And we just going to keep going around the same mountain exactly. over and over again until we until decide we to, yep. not my will, but your will be right. done. I'm right. going to move in the direction that you want me to move in. Exactly. I'm done yep. doing what I want to do. Yeah. 
And to me, I think those are those built-in consequences that Sade was just talking about. That ain't going to force us to do nothing. He doesn't. If you take a, a plant belongs in the in the ground of the soil, you take it out, it's going to die. That's the built-in consequence of it. Right. So you, I'm thinking about tithing. That's a choice all day, every day. But the benefit of it, amazing. But we got the it's choice also, to transfer them funds. And you saying <laughs> what you say? Listen, and you saying I, what you're saying. I transfer as soon as I get paid. As first start deliverance ministry. <laughs> Gone. I but already. it's also having an understanding. Like, don't just be doing it just to be doing it. If you don't have an understanding, then what's the benefit of it? You're right. not really we, realizing the benefit if you don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. We should yeah. do an episode on tithing. That's a that's a definite. Um, we should for sure because I love talking about tithing and the benefit of it. And it's been so many times. Maybe I should save it for whenever we talk about the episode, whenever we do the episode. Yes. There, <laughs> yeah. I have so many testimonies about hearing the Holy Spirit say, "No, give this. No, do this." And I'm like, mm. I got this bill coming up. We got this coming. Mm, I don't know. And then not my will, but your will. Go ahead and do what right. I need to do. And unexpected funds just coming out of nowhere. Unexpected checks in the mail. Right. This happened to me last week. You still looking for that scripture? Um, I'm what I see in Matthew one. Jay, that angel would have went to the next virgin, had Mary be like, nah, I'm good. I got Joseph. Joseph gonna think I cheated on him. Mm, nah. Again, Jesus is a great example too, as far as like I said, he was like, Lord, do we really gotta do this? Oh, do we really gotta do this? Right. And he knew though the consequence behind it, like the benefit behind it. Like, okay, I'm doing this. This is his will, but this is the benefit for the whole earth, the mankind. He could have called angels to protect him. He sure could have. Angels, get me up off this cross. Hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, 80,000. I need about 80,000 of y'all. Hey, I ain't going to do it. Hey. <laughs> y'all on y'all own. <laughs> All right, that's it. It's actually Luke 1, 26 to 38. I was looking at Matthew. Read it. Remember that you said that? Read. <laughs> right. Read. Right. Now you can't read your own scriptures? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So I let me see. Luke. Hold on. So one. 26. This is where where is Brian? 20. What what is it? Luke 1, 26. NLT. You want me to read this whole thing? See what so you need to understand it. Right. Listen, I got it. I got it. <laughs> read. Point, point for me. <laughs> so the angel, so in Luke 1, because I was in Matthew. So in Luke 1, 34, Mary is talking to the angels, like, how did this happen? I have not been with the man. So the angel is talking to her about the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Power of most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more though? 36. So chapter one, verse 36. What's more your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age 
People used to say that she was barren. She would conceive a son. She is six months now. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. That's agreement. That sounded like agreement to me. <laughs> she agreed. I ain't got she time. Agreed. What am I going to say to Joseph? Nah, I ain't got time. Uh-uh. <laughs> what the people well, going to say? The other scriptures, but then the other <laughs> scriptures did say that Joseph, he, the yeah. angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. He was about to put her away, you know. Because he like, who the, He's like, wait, what happened? <laughs> what you mean? Crazy. I got this book called, my um my pastor had um told us to get this book called Cast of Characters. And it's about um the Bible characters, Joseph, um everybody that you can think of. I haven't read it yet. But I'm definitely going to dive into it. And it gives a viewpoint as to what they were possibly thinking or what the scriptures say that was going through. Just a little deeper in depth as to their actual character and who they are individuals. I know um, Joseph is in there. David, I'm sure, is definitely in there. Paul. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely good. So I agree. The power of agreements is necessarily necessary. I'm saying, like, let me tell yes. the deacon I'm pregnant. <laughs> what? And this and concludes yours. this episode. Oh, he's definitely he, that's no, nah, there would be no more episodes of the club people living under grace. <laughs> he'd be like, what? <laughs> Dominique, he'll see the baby done. Not happening. But I done. think that's why my dad like talks about the Catholic faith and how the Catholic faith is like so about Mary. You know, Mary mm-hmm. had a choice. If Mary was like, nah, I'm good. Catholic religion would be about somebody else. The next bride. You know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> it definitely is. I mean, it definitely. It, I you know, agreement. The power of agreement is important and understanding because, like you said, and that is true. God does give us a choice. He doesn't force us. It's just interesting how, as Western civilization, we look at being being led to do something, being kind of encouraged to do something as a way of forcing, like, I don't want to do this, God. Like, why you got to make me do this? What you about is that he's really not making you do anything that you don't want to do anyway, but you know that you should do it, and that's what's really getting you. But I'm thinking and about I think what our that's parents. the difference. We could have all been super rebellious. Like, my right. mama could have talked blue in the face, and I could have been like, I'm trying to hear what you got to say. I chose not to do that because I knew what the consequence was. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But that was this girl that we went to high school with. She posted a video about her son's teacher constantly calling her. I don't know if you guys saw the video. Um, But she said she got fed up with the teacher. It was like, look, stop calling my phone. Yeah, she's like, all right. She's like, I didn't say what he I need to say to do it. You didn't say what you need to say. He don't want to do it. Like when he he just gonna keep repeating the ninth grade until he's tired of doing that, and he'll move on. But there's nothing more I or you can say to him. He has to want it for himself. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? That's a good a good point because you can realistically we cannot force not even our children to do anything. Yeah. We can be stern all day long. And if they decide, no, I'm going to do what I want to do, they so decided weird. that. 
Yeah. You know, the Lego ministry. What? The Lego ministry. But you all, but you know what's crazy? You it, even what you just said, Sade, like the consequences. I think for us as parents, we don't want our kids to make the same mistakes that we've made, just like our parents that didn't want us to make the same mistakes because they knew how much it set them back. And so they tried to put things in place to keep us from making those same mistakes. And then we do an abridged version of that mistake or whatever that was that they tried to keep us from. And so, and then the cycle is repeated. I think that's, it's not that we're trying to control your life is that we don't want you to make the same mistakes that we made because you might not be able to get back up. Like how we got back up the same God has the power to do it, but you, not me. True. But I went through, I was able to come out of, you might not be able to come out of it like that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just trust is learning how to trust God more in the process of whatever we're going through in life. Just this thing called life. So even with our kids, like, we never force them to do anything. We give them two options. But the two options are them choosing something. They don't even realize that it's kind of like giving them the options of, it's not you need to go clean your room. You either want to go clean your room or you want to clean this living room. You're still going to clean up. <laughs> it's just right. which room you want to clean. You so want to eat broccoli <laughs> it's like that <laughs> it's like that you, you got two choices but I always tell them listen I'm not forcing you to do anything you don't want to do that's fine it's built in consequences and you can't be mad at nobody for your choice because it was your choice it wasn't mine and you know I started to think even when I was a child like why did I get mad at my mom for my choices <laughs> that had built-in consequences and then I'm mad at her and it's like I knew this was coming when I chose to do what I was doing so what the funny thing is throughout my whole life every time I want to make a decision I think about the consequences and that's what I base my decisions off of and then I used to be scared of the unknown I used to be scared of the unknown when I had to make a decision and I didn't know what the outcome of the end would be like on on the other side so I'm like dang what should I do because I usually need to know what that outcome is going to be so I can base my decision off of the consequence. Mm -hmm. So this is where trusting the Lord walking by faith comes in. And it's like, okay, if I'm always at peace and right now, um, I have an unsettling of like, all right, maybe I shouldn't do that. Then I won't do it. So that's when I didn't realize it back then. That was the prompting of the Holy Spirit trying to let me know, no, I don't do that. So it's the same as living life, period. Everything has built-in consequences. We all have free will and you can't be mad at nobody but your choice. I wouldn't even say yourself because it's your choice. And you got to live with that. Nobody's saying you can't come right. from that. You just got to make a different decision now, which is whatever you believe in your heart is what you're going to do. So that's what comes into your belief. So if you believe that that's what you should do, you're going to do it. And that's right. how mom, I had to tell my mom, you know, she like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh, I believe I can. <laughs> and I bet you I'm going to do it, <laughs> which became rebellion, <laughs> rebellion right. against my mom as she would saw, as she saw it. But see, I felt like you're telling me I can't do something that I want to do. I'm going to make the choice at the end. And I know what consequences come with it, but I want it that bad to where I'm willing to make the choice. Right. 
speaking of rebellion, I think this segues into a whole nother thing that a lot of believers are dealing with. And it's an unspoken, um, an unspoken question. If that makes sense. I know where I stand with it. It's something that I refuse to do because I don't want to get chastised, beat up, punched in the face by guys. So <laughs> I choose not to do it or not even to entertain it because it's just one of those things, right? So when it comes to rebellion, we know that rebellion, the Bible says rebellion is unto witchcraft, right? And um, and so there's some, a lot of believers are talking about nowadays are talking about the um what is it uh tarot cards and seeing people um soothsayers and uh was psychics and mediums and all the other stuff and i've seen a lot of people in the body of christ um entertaining these entities and these people i for one remember the um the the word of god i can't remember where the scripture is i'm gonna find it um was it saul who who did saw yes. um the witch yes. of indoor yes and um was it who did it was it saw was trying to find mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indoor. yes it was they were in the same witchcraft or them little terror trying to get like a Samuel. Oh, I mean, y'all i be i be struggling with that too <laughs> we're talking about that right now so he's like, what are we going? We want to expose the enemy. So it was Samuel. Was it Samuel? It's in first Samuel uh 28, 3 through 25. 28. Okay, so Saul consults the median. Because he was trying to get Samuel, right? Right. So she was so pretty okay. So we know, okay, so the witch of Endor saw goes to the witch of Endor, who had at that time been um getting the people for their money, right, Sade? And in mm-hmm. that particular time, so Saul goes to the witch of Endor to call up the spirit of Samuel. Yeah. yeah. And the woman actually was playing the people. Because she wasn't really doing it. She was making a mockery of, of whatever she was doing. Like, she was just kind of people out of their money. Well, mm-hmm. the Lord flipped the script. <laughs> the Lord flipped the script. It was like, no, nah, I'm going to let this happen. He allowed it to happen. And Samuel um, Samuel came forth. And the woman screamed. And she was like, oh, my gosh, it's never happened before. Um, I personally believe that the Bible is true where it says, you know, um, the dead know nothing. I believe that when you die, your spirit, if you are saved, your spirit is goes back to, to God, your body goes in the ground. We will meet again because of the rapture and all that other great stuff. If you died out of Christ, um I drove link with that one. Um you're in I don't yeah. So my thing is with medians and sorcerers and soothsayers and all that other stuff. I don't personally believe that they're talking to that particular spirit. I believe that they're talking to either demons or familiar spirits. And God particularly says, and it specifically says in his word, that that's something that we should not entertain as believers. So I kind of wanted to talk about dispelling all of those myths and rumors 
that it's okay to do because a lot of believers now, now more than ever, are looking to go to these people instead of receiving and almost treating a prophetic word in church as a form of psychic, which the prophetic and there's a fine line between the prophetic and divination. Divination is the devil, all the other stuff. The prophetic is God speaking through a person, the pastor, minister, or just one of us having a conversation. I believe, but we had a conversation last a couple of days ago, um, Charday, the Lord was really speaking to you prophetically because I had not shared with you in great detail about moving or, you know, something like that. It wasn't as if we were conjuring up you know, the spirits of the ancestors to talk about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to put that out there because a lot of our listeners are our age and yeah. So with prophecy, it's always supposed to be a confirmation of mm-hmm. what God already told you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people just like to talk and say things, but if he didn't tell you that, they just talk, get a confirmation. It's supposed to be always a confirmation from him because he's supposed to tell you first. Then somebody else is supposed to say it, and it's like, hold up, what? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that again. And um, when you think about the whole, like, sorcery and card reading and tarot, all that stuff, even down to the whole, uh, what's this, What's the thing with the birthdays, Virgo, Cancer, all that stuff, like, um, all that focuses our attention away from God. And it causes us to depend on uh, visions and prophecies from other people when the Holy Spirit or God himself is through the Holy Spirit, but God himself is the only one that's supposed to give those things. And so um, when people seek those things from the tarot cards or whatever like that, that is not of the Holy Spirit. Let's just say that. And um, I did experience that growing up uh, with family doing that, but um, I never, I never wanted to get into that stuff because I do believe that stuff is real. But at the same, I, when I say real, I mean real demonic, not like in a welcoming way. Right. Because nobody is supposed to be telling you anything about yourself other than the Lord Himself, and He speaks through people. I do understand that, but when you're going to like where they, where they conjuring right. up spirits and trying to, no. You you messing with some things that need to stay where is that? That's what just what I. Because I think that too, like even with that, those spirits that you're like people think, oh, I see so and so coming through. Like, okay, those spirits, those demonic spirits, they know that person. They've been around for right. centuries, so they know what to say, how to say mm-hmm. it, what's going to get the emotion from you, what's familiar to you, you know. And if I the mean, Bible it- says. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No. no, I'm saying the Bible is saying like the dead know nothing. And that's just what that is. You know, and if there was something that they needed to say, then they would have said it before they left here. Like true talk, like real talk. There's one time, a couple of times in church services, the service will be so high, the spirit of God will be moving. And I would feel, literally feel the presence, and I say this very lightly because I'm saying it with a particular um, understanding. I would feel as though my pastor, my best friend, was at the service, like because the spirit would be so high. But I know it's not him. I know that it was the spirit of God that operated within him, which is familiar to me. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh my gosh, yo, I felt like Kanae was here. No, that wasn't him. The spirit that, that lived on the inside of him, right? That, was that I I recognized that spirit that he carried, the spirit of God that he carried was familiar to me. And because the service was so high in the spirit, you know, like the Holy Spirit was moving. Not to say that he wasn't there. I'm not saying, like, I know that that wasn't him. I know it was the spirit of God. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of, that, it could be kind of topsy-turvy because some people were like, oh, I, you know, this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? I like, just use an example. That made me think about so, for a while, I've been saying that I feel like Nico is my grandpa reincarnated. And it could be just genetics, you know what I mean? But it's a lot of things that my son does that is just like my grandpa. And he's never been around my grandpa. He's never heard the different type of things that my grandpa used to like. When we were kids and we would dance off their, like, Portuguese music, my grandpa used to say, Allah. Allah, as when we were dancing. And we've had the music playing here. And Nico has said it. And I'm like, that was weird. Like, I've never said that. I haven't heard that since my grandpa used to say it when we were kids. How does he know to say that? Or like, my grandpa, um, when we would make random eye connection, like eye contact with him, he would like, go like that and smile at us. Nico does the exact same thing. And I'm like, he's never seen anybody do that. Like, what the heck? You know what I mean? So stuff like that be making me think like all that stuff is true. Like, what in the world? You know, especially because you die, like, and new people are born all the time. Like, does God recycle the spirit? Like, and just put it in a new baby? Like, what? I don't know. You know what I mean? And I don't know where it talks about that in the Bible. So I don't know. It's just weird. Stuff like that to me is like, okay. And we my, all come so from God's listen, spirit. I told my uncle, mm-hmm. I told my uncle the same story I just told y'all. And my uncle said that on my grandfather's deathbed, he asked him, could he come back as one of our children? And my grandpa did the head nod thing and smiled at him and then took his last breath and passed. So as I'm sharing the story with my uncle, my uncle reminds me, oh, yeah, when I, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, this is all, like, too much for me. And I'm, like, bawling because, oh, my God, I have such an attachment to my grandpa. Like, he was, like, my father. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. But we all come from the spirit of God, right? And right. and the, what, what differentiates us is, our, is at the soul level because our soul, we accept Christ, you know, because our spirit is one thing, you know, the soul is where the most work has to be done. And, but even in that, like a lot of that, I believe is genetics. And also too, um, I do believe that the Lord will allow certain things to be pronounced because it's a, a com- it'll add comfort to us because he knows that you were very close to your grandfather. So in times when you're feeling like low or you need an encouragement, Nico will, Nico will do something. I was like, Oh, I know that God is with me. Not, idolizing the fact that oh my gosh my son is my grandfather you know what i'm saying like i just i feel like it's it's very very strategic because we can get become very ensnared in that and like um, like and just start thinking all this other stuff is like okay god that has nothing to do with god but i do believe i I witnessed that too or like even the smell like i remember working in atlanta and i used to work long hours at applebee's like 
feet literally used to be not used to work at throbbing. <laughs> yes. And I remember having it was a day I was doing a double. When this customer came in, he had the exact smell of the cologne that my grandpa used to wear. And in that time, like I was all over the place, you know what I mean? Not knowing what the heck, like, yeah, I'm in school, but it's only part time because I can't afford to go full time. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. I'm working so much, you know what I mean? And I did have this sense of like comfort after I had a whiff of that customer, you know what I mean? Like, and I literally went to the computer, like my eyes started tearing. I'm like, oh my God, it smells like, a-. but it was like this. You're going to be all right. Like, chill out, yeah. you know? Oh, what you said made a lot of sense. So what's that? What are we doing? Because I got to make dinner. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have some carne asada tacos, but I need to go get the carne asada. Not here. Where is it? At the store? Mm-hmm. You got to go to the store? To the Mexican market. So I was, yeah, I just brought that up because a lot of believers, I've, I've come across a lot of people that have thought about doing stuff like that, having their palms red, having their, you know. The median thing really got me. The Long Island, the lady from Long, yeah, her, yeah, and I just kept thinking about my grandpa. Oh, how I wish I had one more moment to and like. Don't, it, it's enticing because some some, mm-hmm. some of the things is like, oh my gosh, like, and I, and I'm not going. I can I can be honest because this is the plugs and we're transferring. Like sometimes looking at it, I'm like, do I really want to talk? Like, there's some friends that have have left here, some close family members that I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to. But I'm like, as what Christ said, let the dead bury the dead. You know, saying keep going because that even right now in right this there, moment that I'm in, like God, what's my purpose? Let me just go to this terror lady and she can tell me what I'm gonna do in the future. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I just walk towards no, that direction. But you know what's crazy, Dominique? In all honesty, too, I was talking to my aunt Cheryl the other day, and she was reminding me of a story that she had told me years ago. Um, my grandmother and some other of uh, you know aunts, you know grandmother's sisters or whatever, older family members back then that were younger, we weren't even thought of. Um, they were having, they used to do tarot cards, and my aunt was given like this word that she was going to be sick around the time of, of, like of her early forties, but it wasn't going to be unto death for her. And everything that that woman said to her came to pass. And what I said to her the other day, I said, you know, it's interesting. Now that you're retelling me the story again, I'm remembering it. That was witchcraft. That woman was reading whatever tarot cards, whatever was going on that my grandmother or her friends were doing, you know, tarot readings or whatever. And received that word, though. And she received it. Exactly. She received it. And it hold root into her heart and her Mm -hmm. soul. And it started to manifest. Instead mm-hmm. of having wise counsel just to rebuke it back mm-hmm. then before it got to this point. So I've noticed even in that, there's a lot of witchcraft that's plaguing the Black family. All families, period. You know, there's witchcraft you can find in any family. But when we took look, look at the root of our ancestors and what, not even going so back to Africa, but even going back to two generations' grandparents, you wonder what they were doing some of them were entertaining those types of spirits. And it, what does the word say? It goes into the third and fourth generation. So while we dealing with stuff that they dealt with, and when she ever so much just told me that somebody else in my family was, was entertaining that stuff currently, 
I was like, oh, this is this witchcraft. This is one one of the main reasons why we have a lot of issues right now because it's witchcraft. You know what Words I'm saying? For creating, for communicating and creating. You should have been like, I don't receive that. <laughs> but at the time, at 12 years old, at 12, I think she said she was 12. She didn't know about that. Right. She didn't know that you got to rebuke that, cast that down, every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the, the knowledge of God. Now that now that scripture for the weapons of our warfare makes so much sense now. The Bible is life, man. Like, but we have to also remember that everything that happens, we're supposed to line it up with the word. So at times it can be something told to us that seems familiar or even somebody says something that's like, how do you know that? You know, I haven't told anybody that only I know that it may be true because only they can know that. Like, I don't know them. They're telling me something about my life or my past or my future or whatever may have you. And so you have to understand that we are in the world, but not of the world. And the enemy perverts things of Christ. And so um, the Lord gives us revelation and speaks to us through visions and things like that. But here come people trying to also do that. But it's perverted. It's in a perverted way. And so, um, and like you said, receiving that, you're taking and agreeing with what they're telling you when, again, you haven't lined it up with the word. And you also have to remember that anything that takes our dependency, attention away from Christ is, is, is any Christ. I mean, come on, like we are only supposed to depend, seek and look to him, period. And so we have to learn to just trust him though. Cause see, we want to know like, Hey, listen, we ain't going to speak to me, but honestly, you have to remember that he speaks to you in different ways, but we're are we very really microwave generation? We need to know yeah, really. We want to know. And if you're taking too long, no. I'm going to find my way mm-hmm. to find out what it is I want to do. And it's like, okay, but you got yourself in a gym now when you shouldn't have went that way, when you should have waited. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we have to always remember that anything that happens or anything someone says to us, or even if we do decide to do that, you have to compare that to the word of God. Because his word is truth, truth, all truth, and nothing but the truth. So, um, that's I mean, that's all I'm saying about that. Anything that I feel like, you know what, that can cause a dependency, or we idolize things. My or husband can be an idol. Yeah, my husband, my husband can be an idol to me because I'm more dependent on him. I want love from him. I want him, 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 him. But God is the only one that can fill voice that my husband can't. So with that being said, I don't look to my husband. I look to Christ. So then I can fulfill and give the love and receive it and not a I need you type of way, but I want like I can receive that type of love. And way. it's really not your husband's responsibility to feel that. Voice. It's not. It's not. And that's what I'm saying. All Christ, he feels all voids, every void. So anything that is filling a void or causing you to turn your head away from Christ, that's an idol. That's a dependency. So I don't need no information from these people that the Lord ain't already going to tell me. So he said he got a plan and a purpose. So what's your plan and your purpose? And I have to continue to seek you for that. Exactly. I was trying to call me. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh. So and, and um too, the Bible also says no good thing will he withhold from us to them who walk up right after him. So Dominique. So we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith or grace. 
And with that being said, we're going to offer the plan of salvation. Please feel free to say it wherever you are, in your car, your living room, your office. Repeat this prayer after us or me. God, I know I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins and wash me clean. I accept your son, Jesus Christ, as my personal Lord and Savior and pray that he will come into my heart to live. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. And we leave you with a promise from God. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, establish you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.